Hey everyone, Swim Kareem here. Glad to have you back in. Happy New Year. Hope you and the family and the people in your life are doing well. Excited to bring in a new year with you all here on the Nonprofit Insider Podcast. And one of the things we're going to do here, maybe every other week, I think that's what I'm looking for, every other week, I'm going to do a new series, Nonprofit Insider Uncut. This is going to be my opportunity to share some insights, some thoughts, some commentary on some things that are happening in the nonprofit space. They're just a little bit more straightforward. Uh, when you're doing a podcast and you're messing around, uh, you listen to the podcast. You know how we do the segments. But every now and then I have a topic or I have something in mind like it just doesn't make the final cut. So this is going to be some of those uh, topics that we can't put into the 10 uh, minute segment that we usually do. Uh, this is going to be a really good opportunity. It's going to be a lot of fun. I, I'm going to try to keep it short. I think about 10, 15 minutes, just a topic, whatever the case may be uh, for that moment in time where we're talking about fraud in the nonprofit space, office politics, gossiping in the nonprofit space, working with board members, executive directors, anything that may come to mind. Uh, that we want to just kind of go ahead and do a little bit of an uncut version. So I think it's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be really good. And we're going to start off 2024 doing it that way. And we got a good one today. Uh, I'm going to talk about work from home. There's some things that are happening in the work from home space, the return to office sphere that I think you all are interested in hearing a little bit of what I have to say. As usual, be sure to follow the Nonprofit Insider Podcast on Instagram. You can find us on TikTok as well. Always got some stuff stuff going on there. Be sure to leave a review if you haven't had a chance. Apple Podcasts. Give me five stars on Spotify. All right, I think that's enough. Let's get into it. And real fast, before we get into it, listen, if you've listened to the Nonprofit Insider Podcast, you know I like a good cup of tea. If you've ever watched the Instagram videos or you see me on TikTok, I always got a steaming hot uh, cup of tea with me. <laughs> Actually, I just had a cup of tea right before I recorded this. And when it comes to tea, I like to go to artoftea.com. They have an amazing collection of teas, whether you're looking for gifts, uh, maybe your Valentine's Day is coming up. We know you're going to want to give something really nice. Give something a little bit different. Give tea. That's a gift that I would love. Get 10% off your next purchase of artofteacom We have information in the show notes. Be sure to check them out. Let them know we sent you. We appreciate the support. One of the things I like to do is really read a lot of different stories and articles that are happening in the nonprofit space. And for some reason, I seem to end up on Forbes.com a lot. I'm always checking out a lot of the things that they have to say about the nonprofit sphere. And this was over the summer, so it was a little bit ways back. But uh, back in, in the summer of 2023, they had a really good breakdown or some of the work from home numbers that they were seeing. And they had a whole bunch of sources. I'll put that in the show notes. You all can check it out. I think you all will be interested in it. And one of the things is that they were saying that they have a forecast. Forbes was forecasting that 32.6 million Americans will work remotely in the year 2023. And I think that's just an interesting number because you know you hear that number like dang that does sound like a lot but it's a little bit of a of a, of a 
uh, not fraudulent, but it's a little bit of a, of a mixed bag because that's a combination of hybrid workers, full-time work-from-home people. And, and, and one of the things when looking at a lot of these numbers, you want to look at the real number, right? Because a lot of people really enjoy working from home. And if given an option, this is what I always say, if given an option between working 100% from home or working 100% in an office or a retail building or whatever the case may be, I'd rather work 100% from home. Just for me personally, I like it. And I know a lot of people that are are similar vein, but there are a lot of people that say, you know, I just can't do it. I don't focus, whatever the case may be. But the, but the real numbers of the full-time work-from-home people, I think, is really what you need to, to focus in on. And so only 12.7% of all American workers work full-time from home. Even, even a lot of workers that have the ability to spend a lot of time working from home, they still go into an office every now and then. Listen, I, I'm a part of that crew as well. And one of the things for me is I think work from home is dying right now. And I don't mean that it's dying in a fashion that it's going to go away completely or that we're not going to see upticks over the next couple of decades or even the next five years when it comes from work from home. I think I think work from home is really here to stay and we're going to see a lot of ticks in that. But like other aspects of a society right now, including the nonprofit space, things are just bouncing around. We The pandemic really is something... I just went out to a comedy show uh, to start the the new year here in Albuquerque. It was called Fifty First Jokes. Really good time. A lot of great, a lot of great comedians telling like just one off jokes, one minute or less. I looked around that entire room. It had to be about eighty people in this room. One person had a mask. COVID is really something that we do. We we are not giving it enough credit to how much it changed the landscape of society as a whole. And it, it's we're so quick to, to get away from it for all types of reasons. Um, but when in doing that, in doing that, we got to acknowledge like, hey, COVID was really something crazy. It was something serious. And like the real estate market, the rental market, inflation, things have just been bouncing all around when it comes to the ramifications caused mainly by COVID. So it really, honestly, if we're being really honest with ourselves, as a person that loves working from home and so many people love working from home, we had to kind of know it wasn't going to last forever, right? I mean, we we sort of kind of had to know when you think about one moment housing market was terribly, it was like so low, people in New York City were buying houses in Michigan three times the size at half the price. And and now all of a sudden they're like, I'm in this home, I can't get out of it. Things were just bouncing around. And there's been a lot of stretching and so much of society in terms of the way we look at family, economy, inflation, all the things I was just saying. So it's not surprising that work from home is dying, but I think there's multiple reasons for it. And I know one of the big things we've known for quite some time that many managers, middle managers, owners, business owners, small business owners, you know, they've been saying, to be fair, they've been saying and they've been pushing for a while, we cannot get the workers we need in the fashion we need them to really help these businesses survive. And look, it's not easy to do. 
it's not easy to manage people from afar, uh, especially new people. And look, I, I'm a part of that right now. I'm experiencing that right now. I have an intern, and this intern is a 100% remote. I've never met this person face to face. It is hard to be able to properly train this person. Even and again, she's an intern. We're in, you know intern or whatever case may be. Even if I talk to this person for every day for an hour, there's still something to, to be said about, hey, you did this, you know, in this fat, you did this in this fashion. We actually need you to do it in this fashion. Let me show you how and do it in real time. It's different when it's like, okay, share your screen. Okay, you shared your screen. Okay, l- let me share my screen. There's something to be said about being right over someone's shoulder to show them how to do it. And look, you all know this. Like, I'm a big supporter of the worker, unions, worker rights, all the things that come with it. But I know a lot of managers in the nonprofit space that say, when it comes to properly training folks, especially my new people, like the people that haven't been with the organization that they're working with for multiple years. Now, some of them even two years, right? hey, I like to have this person right next to me to answer their questions and help them thrive. And that's something that's lost in the work from home space. And we know one of the things being in a nonprofit space, work from home, if you have the ability to do it, is very advantageous. And look, there's a lot of privilege that come with it. If you're in a more office environment, more office setting, you have that ability. That's one of the things when talking to folks in the nonprofit space, a lot of people that send me nonprofit horror stories, they say, listen, I work from home, but I'm doing, you know, data entry. I'm doing a lot of like behind the scenes things, not really working with clients or the community as a whole. So I can really work from home. It's a small percentage of people that have that ability. But If you are a nonprofit and you have that ability to do it, it is advantageous. And we've talked about it at length. The pay in the nonprofit space, the lack of benefits, lack of growth. If you're an organization and you have that ability to do work from home, it's something that if you can offer it to your clients, it's it's a very, very big thing. I was talking to a fundraiser that works at a major, uh, like, top 15 nonprofit in terms of revenue that they bring in. And she's high level, smart as a whip, young, energetic. And she's like, you know, I like this job. I've been doing it for a while, but I'm looking for something new. I'm looking for something new. And a lot of the organizations that she's applying to want her to come in. And she's like, you know, honestly, I could, great fundraiser. She's like, you know, I could be a chief development officer here, maybe an executive director there. But in doing that, I just, I don't want to come in an office. I like working from home. I like having that flexibility. And it's something to be said for so many other people in the nonprofit space that are like, you know what, as much as I kind of want to switch jobs and challenge the market, right now, I like working from home. I like being able to do my job in my pajamas, have laundry in the background, drink the tea I want, not have to deal with Sarah, an accountant, coming over, talking to me about her long hiking trip. You know, whatever the case may be, it, there's something to be said about work from home for so many people. Uh, they just really, really enjoy it. And I think there are a lot of other multitude, a lot of other reasons why work from home is really starting to die. Like I said, 
it's hard training new people. I know if I was hiring a new person and I needed to show them insights into a software, a fundraising database, you know, anything like that, it'd just be easier to do it in person. Um, there's a lot of pressure from vested parties. I have a friend, not even a friend, a, a, a really, my uh, college roommate, funny enough, uh, he has an uncle-in-law. His name is Greg Smith. He lives out in Seattle. He's a big-time developer, fifth, like, fifth-generation Seattleite. I think, like, his grandpa was, like, the second mayor of Seattle because, uh, you know, a lot of those western towns are, are really, really, um, they're real, still relatively new in comparison to the Boston's and the Philadelphia's of the world. And he leads uh, a he he leads a downtown development agency. They do a lot of buildings downtown Seattle, and I know he's been really pushing to try to get more people downtown. Well, if you're a part of a real estate association, if you're a part of a restaurant association, and you're not getting people coming into the office to go to the subways or the restaurants in the downtowns or whatever the case may be. You could feel like, hey, I'm a vested party. I, there's money to be to, to be had in a lot of these uh, endeavors. So when, when looking at work from home, I think work from home is dying. But I think the hybrid model is really here to stay. And there are a lot of nonprofits that I think really have an opportunity to be at the forefront of ensuring that their paid staff members have a level of flexibility because look, if you are with an organization, you haven't been there very long, you're really just starting out, there could be some advantages to coming into the office. But if you're an organization, you've been with them, you know, five, six, seven years, look, you're not working with clients, just let, 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 let the pay staff members just work from home. And I think as work from home policies really start to, to die down, I believe hybrid models will really take the forefront. And I think that's a positive thing. Um, having that serve as the norm, having hybrid be king is something that I really look forward to. And I have a lot of opinions about work from homes. Uh, I think there are a lot of nonprofits that are just not doing it, not allowing it because there's a stubbornness that comes with it. Um, but hopefully we'll be able to see more hybrid models uh, over these next decades. So listen, more Nonprofit Insider Uncut. I got some really good gems coming up. I'm going to try to do these every two weeks uh, now through the summer. See how these resonate with you all. 15 minutes will get you out of here. And we'll see you on the next regular episode of the Nonprofit Insider every other Wednesday. We'll see you then.